Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I want to chat first, though, about this new survey that's out today about the online bullying. Um, 25%, this is of primary school kids, so they're 8 to 12 years of age. 25% have experienced cyberbullying during the last school year. And according to the Cyber Safe Kids, their annual survey, that increases once they go to secondary level and it jumps to about 40%. And you've girls more likely to be the victim of um, online bullying. And we're asking why that is. And I've been asking you to get in touch today um, if it's something that you have had to deal with in your school years, online bullying. If you're the parent of a child that has gone through this or maybe they're currently going through it. Look, if you want to share your story with us, do give do give us a shout. Fiona's on the line, Fiona, because I believe your son has actually gone through this. What happened? Well, um, my son is autistic and he's had bullying in the school and on, on the internet as well and even to his phone number. Um, and it's been really damaging for him. It affects him, I suppose, in a different way to a neurotypical child as well, because autistic children find it harder to reach out and ask for help within the school and have communication and social problems. So it's a lot harder for autistic children being bullied than a neurotypical child, and it affects them differently. Um, It started in school and kind of continued at home on his phone. And we went into the school. I'm not naming the school or anything, but we didn't have a very positive outcome and I think that the the so-called bullying policies in school are not working. Uh, the other thing I would like to mention, Andrea, as well, is mm. TikTok. TikTok and these social media apps. So you have TikTok, Instagram, Discord. Um, kids are learning how to hate kids that are different. LGBT plus community, autistic children, um, children from, you know, different race, colour, etc. And it's being kind of fed to them. It's like they're being radicalised through these apps by the far right. So far right are targeting LGBT plus communities, as we know. They're going to libraries, trying to ban books. I've been very involved in protests, fighting the far right in Cork, where I live. And we see them almost, you know, feeding a narrative of hate to children at a very sensitive age. So there's videos you think online on TikTok and Instagram and other other um, social media yes. platforms and young kids are watching yes. this and sure they can't yes. decipher. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, not, it's yeah. not like, it's not, the problem is, I suppose, with anything in, our, in society, when we see people being targeted, being minorities, travellers, people from the LGBT plus community, it's, it's how we respond mm. as, 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 as people. And I think what we need to do within the school is to bring people from those communities in to give talks, to educate children on how it really is a dangerous thing to hate on people from those groups. And we need to stop the far right protesting okay. and writing hate. St- yeah. Tell me, Fiona, a little bit, though, about the, if you can, the type of um, online bullying that your son experienced. Like when you say some of it was sent to him, to um, his own phone directly... Yeah, it's just both targeting him, his appearance firstly, knowing that he's autistic um, as well. Some of them, the people that did that are known to him. Um, then, you know, troll accounts. So if you block one account, they come back. Like my, my son would not be very active on social media anyway, but he did have, I suppose, a circle of friends in school where some of those friends ended up 
you know, following this line of hate. And I, again, going back, they're being fed a narrative. And I think that's the, the, the worrying thing is how we prevent it and what we what we do and how we respond. And, you know, schools need to do more to call out those kind of far right groups for people hating on people that are different. So his hair, he was targeted about his appearance. Um, and I suppose what we have now in modern times is the LGBT community under attack because of image and how we look. So a okay. lot of kids with short hair, short hair or long hair are being targeted. Or children so with his personal hair appearance, yeah. hair, yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, and this and this became, you know, messages from people he knew in school directed, and, sent yeah, directly and, and to also, him. And, and also, just to add to that, because I'm actually a campaigner for 10 years now, kind of fighting pseudoscience and hate in Ireland. And I've had the far right adults uh, get images off my social media sites and put them in far right okay. groups and telegrams. So I have adults from the far right, you know, bullying okay. my children. So and that's the other element. Fiona, you know. just on, 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 you know, your, your son and him in school, like, I mean, when mm-hmm. he received these messages from, from other kids in his class and other children in the schoolyard, mm-hmm. like, what was the impact of this on him? It was very bad because, again, he's autistic as well. And I think there's a fear with, with teenagers especially um, that when they report bullying that it will make it worse. And that's what happened. Uh, so you've got, you've got a child that, you know, eventually does talk about it and then they're afraid to report it to the principal or to the school in fear of that escalating. And that is often the case. That's what happens. So if you do report a bully and you name that bully especially, you're going to be bullied again. And that did happen. With, with our son and so even in going to the principal or going to the school yeah 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 it doesn't I mean it depends on the school and I think that each school has a board of management and it depends on how they respond like in my opinion um, if, if, if we were going to work like you're going to work or I'm going to work and we were being harassed <laughs> within our workplace something would be done about it and like the consequences for some kids can be detrimental. Well, very grave. I know, you know. I know, and it's it has to be hugely worrying. It, I've no doubt for you. Um, do you know for for you as well? Uh, messaging from this listener says: phones and social media in schools. There's a serious problem. I'm a guard. We deliver anti-bullying and anti-social media programs. Um, doing a show of hands, most have their phone in bed with them at night. Most have no family safety apps and most of the children have seen and accessed adult sites. This is just at the primary level, in my experience. Parents haven't a clue or they're in denial. One popular messaging app stands head and shoulders above the rest in terms of the oversharing and bullying. Parents are too afraid to say no and refuse kids um, access to some of the sites, according to this listener. Elaine is on the line. Elaine, how common, um, how common is online bullying in school? Hi, Andrea. Uh, well, I have five kids and actually my eldest has just gone to secondary school. So I'm sort of in the thick of a lot of this um, with all of my kids. Now, mercifully, I've, I haven't been they haven't been on the receiving end um, like your other caller's um, child. But um, I do have a little boy with autism as well. So I'm very um, acutely aware of that as well. Um, I I see um, I'm involved in the Parents Association in um, the primary school that my kids are in. And we have been, um, like a lot of schools, putting forward this um, uh, sort of um, proposal to parents that they might sign up to the no smartphones in primary school mm. uh, policy. Um, and I think the ship has sailed maybe for some of the older children because I see a yeah. lot of them in fourth class now getting smartphones and some even younger than that, which is very young. 
Um, but once they have the smartphone, they have everything and, you know, all of the social media apps and whatever. Now, um, one one point I would like to make is that what I've seen uh, with groups of girls in particular is that WhatsApp um, is an app that parents often feel is very harmless. Kids can talk to their friends, they're in little groups. It's only people they know, people they don't know can't, you know, contact them without yeah. their you know, consent. However, actually, um, I've seen an, uh, a few occasions uh, where that has caused um, major ructions um, among groups because um, girls in classes and children in classes would have their WhatsApp group. Somebody would say something about someone or that maybe there's a splinter WhatsApp group with just a few of the girls and they leave people out because exclusion, as we know, is a big form of bullying in uh, primary schools. So I just think uh, WhatsApp is also an app to be careful of. We all use it so much ourselves Mm. that we don't even think about it. You wouldn't even think probably, Elaine. No. And I know that um, for me anyway, it sort of opened my eyes and made me realise it's not just TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat that you need to be wary of. It's really everything. You know, and WhatsApp is a big one as well. So your kids will come home and tell you about, you know, there's such and such a WhatsApp group set up in the class. And then while they themselves maybe thankfully haven't been directly affected by online bullying, but so and so and somebody else in the class has been left out or been talked about in the group and this kind of stuff. There'll be a lot of that, yeah. yeah. And, you know, somebody calling somebody else a name or whatever. And then it, it spills over into the schoolyard. And then, of course, it can cause bigger issues then. Um, you know, and and bullies feel empowered, I suppose, when they can get a little gang behind them on WhatsApp and then it spills over into the schoolyard. But another point, Andrea, that I just would like to make Mm. is that, um, and your other caller mentioned it too, that I think the way schools, primary schools deal with bullying is very school dependent. And I feel like that, you know, really the Department of Education um, could do more to support schools in terms of how they should deal with bullying. Some schools deal with it like a total zero tolerance, just nip it in the bud immediately. Others kind of go, okay, let's let this play out because these things happen and children have to be resilient. So let's see how they go. And at a later point, we'll intervene. And then some schools, um, as your other caller mentioned, maybe are just not effective at all um, in dealing with it. Well, the former should be the only solution, Elaine. Yes, yes, yes. I, but I, I do see different approaches in different schools and I hear it from parents and I hear it from people I, I know. Um, and I do think that, you know, there, there could be more guidance for schools and for principals in terms of just, just a process or a policy or a standard that schools mm-hmm. could apply in terms of how to deal with this kind of thing because it is more difficult now than it ever has Absolutely. been for teachers for principals um, and for parents as well. I know a lot of people will get in touch and they'll talk about, look, if, if, you know, if they didn't have the phones and the age at which they get the phones and and all of that, but like bullying's gone on for forever. You know, it's, it's not, it's not a new concept. And and yes, it's probably more accessible in the sense that you have phones and apps and and all that go with it. But I totally agree with you, Elaine, on on how it's addressed and how it's dealt with. Like Fiona, you said you didn't really have much luck in your case in terms of. I think, I think, thank Elaine, your points are very good as well. I think the the thing is, bullying, like you said, has always been there. We're seeing a rise in this, yes, because the internet, there's more access there. But like, we can't, we can't take our kids away from the world. Like, you know, my kids are teenagers, and like, it's really about educating children and people within that environment to be accepting and loving 
and accept all people and not target people. And I think the only way to do that is for the school to bring in a policy where they, 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 they kind of, you know, bring it into the whole system of education that where kids are learning not to bully, where kids are learning not to hate and having speakers in, you know, from LGBT communities or from communities where children may be more inclined to be bullied because that they're okay. the facts we do that and, and especially with autism autistic kids are bullied so much and we need to have speakers in to educate children on those subjects or they will never learn uh, you know, e- yeah Vene- another email in from a listener girls and women experience online bullying at a horrific level from other girls and women have you heard of tattlelife.com an online forum where women create chat threads about older women who've an online presence on things like Instagram and TikTok these threads are appalling they could have such a detrimental effect on the subject where some awful women embellish stories or make things up about their subject women are waking up to this on a daily basis and can't do anything about it they can't refuse or defend. It's easy to say don't read it but of course your mind is going to be consumed with this if other people are talking uh, negatively about you. As adults they surely know the damage they're doing. These women are most likely the young girls in their day that could have been doing the bullying in the schoolyard and online. Eli is on the line. Eli, you're not terribly long out of school. Is it something that you noticed a lot of though online bullying while you were there? Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. And also, I'd just like to say I'm very sorry to Fiona and her son for the experience she's yeah, gone through and yeah. well done to her for coming on and sharing her experience. It is not something that I, I've been lucky in the sense that I have not experienced it personally. But I would say that since I have left school and since I started in, um, in secondary school, it has become more pervasive because more people are using these platforms. And I think it's a learning process of people learning how to conduct themselves on these platforms. And obviously, children um, are finding their way in this technological world that's never been around before. They're making mistakes, but I absolutely accept the owner's point that there needs to be a policy in place for bullying. And I thought our point about private school policies um, being different from public school policies was interesting, because I don't see why there would be a separate approach to bullying, no matter what school you go to. I would imagine that we should take a zero tolerance approach to it regardless of where it is. So it's important for children to be able to make mistakes, learn from them, and we should expose them to a diversity of different uh, ways of life. That's the only way they'll learn. But schools need to be a safe place for children to learn in, and bullying is one of the biggest, and probably as, as I read the figures in the survey today, one of the most pervasive threats to that, unfortunately. Why do you think, Elaine, it's the case that it's more girls, more young girls that are the victims of this, of online bullying? Um, I suppose, well, yeah, it's hard to say, but I think boys at that age, at that young age, tend to be a little bit more what you see is what you get. And, you know, maybe girls are more concerned about appearance and how they look. And, you know, like they're being they're being bombarded all the time um, on social media and otherwise, um, about, you know, with you know, you need to look your best, you need to look this way, that way, you need to have the perfect nails, the perfect, you know, skin, perfect hair. And, you know, then I suppose if anybody is a little bit different or whatever, it can be, you know, it's, it can be picked on. Um, um, I, I don't I don't know, I, I can't really speak to why, why girls more mm-hmm. than boys, really. I think maybe it's a personality thing, but I do see that it tends to be different. There's different, you know, personalities in a group. So you tend to have one or two sort of ringleaders 
who are the maybe the more advanced kids, the ones that maybe have older siblings and kind of are a little bit more mature. Um, and then they'll have the hangers on who are the sort of ones that just want to be beside the cool kids or beside the popular kids. And then you'll have the other uh, kids who are maybe the more independent ones who kind of know know themselves a bit better and are a bit more, you know, able to just sort of stay away from it and not get involved. But um, it's often often the vulnerable kids are the ones that get hurt most um, because they're the ones trying to hang on, trying to maybe be friends with the cool kid. But they're the ones that can be dropped and, and, and you know, upset very easily as well. And, you know. They found the um, posting pictures without permission, um, making up fake profile sites as well. And even as you mentioned too, Elaine, just been excluded from chat groups. They were the most commonly reported forms of cyberbullying behaviour. But, you know, it's interesting both yourself, Fiona and Eli all talked about the fact that there's no continuity between schools with regards to actually addressing this. You know, that if a parent goes into the school principal, it, it depends what school you arrive in the, the gates of as to how the bullying is going to be addressed. 1800 453 is the number. Look, I want to hear people's um, experience today of online bullying and what can we do better to try and deal with it because, I mean, you can't hide the figures when you look at the Cyber Safe Kids stuff out today. 25% of primary school children, 40% in secondary school currently dealing with cyberbullying. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Now, we're talking about cyberbullying, new report out today from CyberSafe Kids, and they found that girls are much more likely to experience online bullying. There's about 25% of children in primary school currently dealing with this, and that jumps to 40% face cyberbullying once they head to secondary level. Catherine's on the line. Catherine, um, you got in touch because you've some experience of this with your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Andrea. Um, my son um, was bullied for a number of years in school um, and I was lucky in the end the school did get involved and um, they intervened, spoke to somebody concerned and look at health. But there was others and it still continued right up until, uh, I think, transition year even. You know, I think even the week before his junior search, there was an incident uh, on a bus coming back from a tour and it's just shocking because it's out of your control. Like, I couldn't wander up to the school and stand outside the door and chastise children, I think, mm. or doing something to my son. So from a parent's point of view, it's, it's it's a bit out of your hands, which going to school is part of the growing up and learning process. But when it comes to the cyberbullying, I do feel that parents need to wake up, smell the coffee. A seven-year-old doesn't need a phone. You know, and even when it comes to, you know, going into secondary school and that's the norm now is kind of giving a phone to a kid when they do their confirmation can we not give them Nokia's and then maybe at junior cert level is when we start I think there has to be parents need to accept that this is only going to get worse and you see two year olds with, with iPads I mean come on you know it's we're, we're, we're putting our children into the realms of internet and many people are great with um, you know the various things you can have in the home to prevent them getting into various internet sites but not everybody does it. Mm. And, so there's always you know, and a I new site think, or a new app yeah, or a new something. There is. And I just think we have to now, as parents of, of an age, like I'm of an age that, well, I didn't have a phone until the year 2000. So what age was I? I was about 30, you know? So now you have kids that have phones when they're five. So they're growing up not knowing anything different, but at least we grew up kind of feeling, okay, there is a difference. There is life without a phone. 
and life without internet. And I think we need to inter- intervene now and sort of say, right, it's all been great getting all this technology, but there's a, there's a problem. What's going to happen to those five-year-olds when they're 20? Will they have had come to bullying for 10 years of their life or something? Or, you know, seeing things they shouldn't have when they were 10? Uh, and I think it's, it's time now we need to do something. Your own experience with your son, um, Catherine, it, it's not, it wasn't online. I mean, it was either verbal or, or physical. And yeah. sure, you saw firsthand the impact of that every day coming home. Exactly. You know, so I mean, in one sense, we were, uh, lucky mightn't be the word, but he didn't have the double impact of when he came home and having issues. It was more being ostracised and being ridiculed. And But uh, thankfully, it didn't seem to transpire into Snapchat or whatever other form he may have been on. Uh, so there was lucky there because that's the problem. You can have the verbal abuse and, and people ignoring you or being in groups and huddling and talking about you. And then you get home and then you're getting it again it's online. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, know, it must um, be. Uh, like, I'm just trying to think for, for young, um, whether they're kids now or, you know, even at the latter end of primary school, if the phones were early in secondary level, like it, it must be just absolutely horrendous and the torment of having to deal with that even when you go home there's nearly no safe space No exactly I mean most of the children would be too afraid or too embarrassed to tell their parents so you know and it's quite easy they put the phone on silence so that no, you, the parent doesn't hear the beep 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 of all the notifications and so the child is possibly suffering in silence um, and I think we all know too well uh, the outcome of what unfortunately many children do as a result of that so I think if parents don't step up now and sort of smell, smell the coffee, so to speak, okay. and say, right, we do need to intervene here. Phones are, they shouldn't be toys. You know, the kids at seven years old shouldn't have phones. Bullying has gone on in school for years, says this texture. It's just gotten worse, though, with the 24-7 connection now online. The schools are still quite poor at handling it. In fact, it can actually often make it worse. There's no one answer, but the parents of the bullies need to be called out and challenged vigorously in the issue. Turn the screw on them and you have when you have the chance, says this texter. Pat is on the line. Pat, have you experienced um, online bullying in your house? Um, no. Um, for myself, definitely not. I mean, I finished school... 76. <laughs> um, now, it's the point I wanted to make, and it was in terms of the the difference between, you know, the amount of girls being bullied online and, and boys. I think the whole thing there would be boys being more physical. And, you know, I think, you know, basically, you know, there'll be consequences to being bullied. So it's not as Different types of bullying, you mean? Yeah, not even different types, because bullying is bullying at the end of the day. It has the same effect on people, you know? Mm. No, I know, but do you mean in terms of, like, physical or verbal bullying? Yeah, we more so. I think boys be more inclined to to bully, you know, head on. They're more confrontational, you know? Rather than using a phone, I think it would be considered a a weakness nearly half the time with that, you know? Um, It's just something that that lady said there a minute ago brought something to mind as well. All this fuss that's going on at the moment with um, Greece, the musical, and um, the cancel culture. I wonder the same people. It's just what that lady coming around and said about the things that people, the young children now can see on their phones that they shouldn't have access to. You don't hear them kicking up over that, you know? Which I think would be more, is a much bigger issue than something that happened, you know, a film that was made 50 years ago. About something that happened seventy years ago, you know, having access to uh, the online apps and streaming services. Course, is that yeah, what you mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. That's online nowadays, okay. you know. 
But, uh, yeah, look, and regards to schools and, and policies, you know, I saw an incident, well, there's an incident there recently, uh, close to where I live there, where there was a child bullied, and got, was, was actually physically beaten up. And it was the child that was bullied who was more or less punished at the end of it all. They had to be moved from the class. The other, the other kids were being treated like victims. You know, well, we have to do this for them, we have to do that for them, and all the rest. It's wrong. It's just wrong. Yeah, so the, 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 the yeah, this, because the, then, it, then it, the ones that did the bullying don't see any consequences. Yeah, so the solution the the, the solution is is move the person yeah, who's the victim. Even, they're not even seeing yeah. the damage they've done to these these other children because those other children are gone. Did so you? They they, they're not even aware of the long term damage they've done. Did you experience that, Catherine, or how was it dealt with in your case? Uh, in one particular case, the actual principal and year heads sat down with my son, uh, the boy concerned, and then also myself and a parent, uh, and we were talked with separately and then together, uh, and uh, it seemed to have done the job. And, you know, one of the phrases they said was, you know, you're not here, you don't have to be friends. There's a hundred other kids in the year, um, and who knows, maybe when you get to sixth year, you'll be getting on better, and actually... That is what happened. Is it? Funnily enough. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that was only one particular case. There was others that I never knew who they were or what was going on. And just, I knew that my son was affected and I was often in touch with the school. And But when there's a group of them, you know, who do you blame? Who do you put the finger on? Who do you, you know? Um, so it's, 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 it's a very difficult thing. I'm not saying that... No, I know. It, I can't imagine there's done. no one. Yeah. And as that man was saying, the repercussions then for your child might, might often say, oh, mom, don't say anything, don't say anything. But God, as a parent, well, you, feel you have to. You're not going to let these little bullies get away with no. it. You know, well, but, it's funny um, you say that, you know, because like, it's, it's the idea that there's such a different approach just depending on the name of the school or what school your kid goes to. Like, Dee got in contact and says, I know I shouldn't probably say this, Andrea, but if my child was bullied and if the school wasn't dealing with the bully, I'd approach the bully directly myself and deal with it in a non-aggressive way. I have no time for these little bullies, says Dee. Chris says, girls are nastier and hold grudges. Boys exchange a few punches and everything is forgotten. I don't know if that's still the case. Uh, this listener says, um, the simple answer to reduce cyberbullying in kids watching inappropriate content on their phones, smartphones should be just banned for children aged 12 and under. And the kids shouldn't be allowed phones going to bed. It's crazy. Or at least put a health warning with the likes of mental health services, the HSE, advertising against children under the age of 12 owning smartphones. Also, I still make my teenagers and my teenage children leave their phone downstairs going to bed. Some parents allow phones in bed. I think it's insane. The HSE mental health services should advise on this too. It's not just cyberbullying. It's what they can potentially view online with regards to violence, sex um, and other posts as well. Right-wing groups drawn them in to follow with funny memes, etc. Would you agree with that, with that Catherine? Absolutely. I actually, I battled with my son. He was in six, so he's 19 now. So he, he finished, finished school, he's second year college. But uh, when he was 17 in our, so 16 and a half, in sixth year, I was still trying to not make him, like, take the phone off him. Up until then, he didn't bring the phone to bed. But unfortunately, sixth year, <laughs> it kind of became a bit more difficult. But I was also a bit more confident. He wasn't uh, being harassed by, by people or sites, but it was just, an, I didn't like the way that he's, still watching the phone at, you know, midnight when he should be in bed or something like that, you know, or asleep. So that to me is, but it's particularly when they're young, they shouldn't be having phones. My son never had a television in his room. You know, um, I just don't think it's right yeah. because I mean that we're always being told that the, 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 the light of it alone doesn't help us sleep. Um, but the fact that they can be watching 
Grand Theft Auto or whatever it might be or getting messages from people, the phone should not be in the room at all. Absolutely okay. no way. Listen, Catherine, thank you for sharing your story with us um, today. Pat as well for getting in touch. 1800 453 106 is the number. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.